welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. to name Colombia a major non-NATO ally. Indian Nationals human smuggling ring discovered in St. Martin. Sinkitz Nevis Federation partnering with Taiwan to realize UN Sustainable Development Goal 12. Jamaica-Russia trade probe after CARICOM meeting. Appeal court hears arguments on stay for Puerto Rico plan of adjustment. Jamaica debt to GDP ratio to fall to 96%. And Trinidad and Tobago's Jimmy October ready for Texas South by Southwest Festival. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, March 11. We start a report today with a look at U.S.-South American relations. Bahamanews.net via Voice of America reports that U.S. President Joe Biden said Thursday that he intends to name Colombia a major non-NATO ally. According to the report, the announcement is seen as a safeguard against Venezuela, a Russian ally and foe of the United States. Colombia shares a long border with oil-producing Venezuela, which has garnered renewed attention from Washington as Russia's invasion of Ukraine prompted the U.S. to ban Russian energy imports, further jolting global oil markets. Colombia is home to 1.8 million refugees from Venezuela. President Ivan Marquez is an outspoken critic of Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro, who is under U.S. sanctions for human rights abuses and political repression, and who recently expressed support for Russia's President Vladimir Putin amid the war in Ukraine. Biden administration officials visited Venezuela last weekend to discuss with the Maduro regime a possible loosening of U.S. sanctions to allow oil imports. This week, Venezuela released two Americans who had been imprisoned in the country. Eddie Acevedo of the Woodrow Wilson International Center for Scholars said Colombia has much to offer the U.S. during this sensitive time. He added that our largest number one importer of petroleum is actually Canada. Our number two importer is actually Mexico. And rounding up some other allies in the top 10 is Colombia and Ecuador. So we can use other means and other allies within our hemisphere to increase production, not only domestically, but imported from friendly allies instead of rogue regimes. For their part, Biden administration officials said they do not seek a Cold War system where the world is divided into spheres of influence. Biden and Marquez said they would privately discuss counterterrorism cooperation, regional immigration, climate change, and energy transition ahead of a summit of the Americas to be hosted by the U.S. in June. 721news.com reports that in a press release issued via the Ministry of Justice St. Martin's Facebook page revealed on Wednesday, March 9th, a control took place at the Philiburg area spearheaded by police of St. Martin in collaboration with the Immigration and Border Protection Service. During the inspection, 17 undocumented Indian nationals were encountered on the premises of a hotel. All persons were transported to the Immigration and Border Protection Service headquarters pending further investigation. Currently, they are in custody and awaiting their swift return to their country of origin. According to the report, this is an effort being arranged with the assistance of the Indian Merchants Association. 
The St. Kitts Nevis Observer reports that a partnership between the federal government and the government of the Republic of China-Taiwan has resulted in the establishment of the St. Kitts and Nevis Solid Waste Management and Recycling Project, which will help in the management and reduction of waste. This project was conceptualized in line with the international community's rising awareness of the importance of solid waste management, as well as the UN Sustainable Development Goal 12, ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns, said Resident Ambassador of the Republic of China, Taiwan, His Excellency Michael Lin. Ambassador Lin made the remarks last week at a ceremony held at the Solid Waste Management Conference Room in Bastyr to officially launch the three-year, $1 million U.S. dollars St. Kitts Nevis Solid Waste Management and Recycling Project. Also present and gave feature remarks was Federal Minister of Environment and Cooperatives, the Honorable Eric Evelyn. The government of St. Kitts and Nevis in Taiwan will work hand-in-hand in, hand in the project, which aims at reducing waste generation, raising the reuse rate of resources, and promoting the concept of circular economy in St. Kitts and Nevis, Ambassador Lin said. While the project's official launch was on Friday, March 4th, the project coordinator, Ms. Joyce Chang, confirmed that in 2021, data on recycling points had been collected. According to the report of the Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis, production of waste is higher than the global average for Latin America and the Caribbean region. Sinkett's Nevis Observer via Jamaica Observer reports that the Caribbean community, CARICOM, has left each member state to decide what it will do about possible imposition of sanctions on Russia after discussing the issue at the 33rd Intercessional Meetings of the Heads of Government in Belize. The decision followed the sanctions from the European Union and the United States, which have been increasing pressure on Russia over the last two weeks since it launched its attack on Ukraine. Jamaica exports aluminum oxide and alumina from Russell Old Plants located in the island to various refineries and smeltering abroad. The Jamaica Observer understands that while some goes to Russia, the majority is sent to North America. It is not clear how export from Russell Old Plants in the island might be affected. The Statistical Institute of Jamaica, in an update provided to the Business Observer on March 8, noted that between January to October 2021, exports to Russia were 42.6 million U.S. dollars, with additional re-exports of 80,274 U.S. dollars. Imports from Russia to Jamaica amounted to 3 million U.S. dollars. In 2021, major exports were alumina and coffee. The main imports from Russia were steel and vodka. The Bond Buyer reports that Puerto Rico Teachers Group and the Oversight Board argued before a panel of federal appeal judges Wednesday on whether the plan of adjustment should be stayed before it's scheduled to take effect Tuesday. The judges said they would try to issue a decision as soon as possible. Puerto Rico's central government plan of adjustment is scheduled to become effective Tuesday. Other parties, including the board, are appealing the approved plan, but only the teachers have asked for a stay of the plan. 
Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's debt-to-gross domestic product ratio is projected to recover to 96% by March 2022 as the economy continues its strong rebound from the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. The debt-to-GDP ratio was 94% at the onset of the COVID-19 in March 2020. But due to the pandemic and measures implemented to slow its spread, the ratio increased to approximately 110% by March 2021. For Jamaica, given our vulnerabilities, this was a high and risky level of debt, said Minister of Finance and the Public Service, Dr. The Honorable Nigel Clark, while opening the 2022-2023 budget debate in the Jamaica House of Representatives. He said that barring any major surprises, by the end of the upcoming fiscal year, the ratio should be below 90% for the first time in 23 years. Dr. Clark said that jobs recovered at a rapid pace during 2021-22, with 100,000 added between July 2020 and July 2021, and 75,000 between October 2020 and October 2021. Significantly, the unemployment rate in October 2021 fell to 7.1%, the lowest level in Jamaica's history. The finance minister noted that Jamaica is ranked at second among 30 countries in Latin America and the Caribbean region in restoring the national debt level to almost pre-COVID-19 levels by 2021. The debt-to-GDP ratio compares what the country owes to what is produced annually. Government debt as a percentage of GDP is used by investors to measure a country's ability to make future payment on its debt, thus impacting borrowing costs and government bond yields. Jamaica Information Service also reports that the government of Jamaica has committed to restoring the island's wide railway system. This was announced by Minister of Transportation and Mining, the Honorable Audley Shaw, at the official launch of the Safe Passage Road Safety Club, held at the AC Hotel by Marriott in Kingston on Wednesday. We're going to put in service from Montego Bay, St. James to Appleton Estates in St. Elizabeth as a tourism initiative and then we're going to put back the route for Kingston to Montego Bay and eventually from Kingston to Port Antonia in Portland, he disclosed. He noted that many of the tracks are still located on these routes and the government will seek to reopen the service to the West and better serve the people. He said the ministry is confident that our railway system now must be restored. It is a valuable asset, he pointed out. It's not only for bauxite purposes, and we've started with the pilot project of our students, he said. The pilot program facilitated by the Jamaican Railway Corporation includes the routes from Linstead and Old Harbor in St. Catherine, which takes students to the capital Spanish town. Craig Caribbean Research Institute has received funding support to expand Dominica State College programs and community partnerships in the Eastern Caribbean. This opportunity is made possible through the Caribbean Digital Scholarship Collective. The collective received a $5 million U.S. dollar grant from the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation to build capacity for digital humanities scholarship on Caribbean and diasporic history and culture in both the United States and the Caribbean 
through key initiatives, among which are an annual Caribbean Digital Conference, a Caribbean Digital Scholarship Summer Institute, undergraduate programs at the University of Puerto Rico, and the Create Caribbean Research Institute, an annual artist residency, and at least 12 micro-grants awarded to scholars producing digital content in the fields of Caribbean studies. Create Caribbean founder and director, Dr. Shuler Esperi, is a co-principal investigator on this grant, and the Research Institute is one of its sub awardees. The grant allows Create Caribbean to expand its existing higher education programs in Dominica and the Eastern Caribbean and to develop new Caribbean projects and partnerships in Caribbean digital scholarships. The sub-awards allows Create Caribbean to undertake two primary initiatives. The first is to expand the RTC Research Technology Community Internship Program at Dominica State College and other regional colleges to include a Caribbean Digital Studies Certificate, funding for student interns and apprenticeships with several community partners working on history and culture preservation to apply digital skills to preserving and sharing content. The second is the Community Partners Program that strengthen content development and local programming using digital technology. This will include a sponsored summer intensive training for community partners. Create Caribbean is an educational nonprofit serving students and scholars in academic research, technology, education, and Caribbean digital scholarship with a focus on arts and humanities work. The Research Institute has operated in Dominica since 2014 and hosts a range of programs and activities, including Create and Code Summer Tech Program. Create Caribbean is the first digital humanities center in the Caribbean. To learn more, visit createcaribbean.org. The Washington Informer reports that one of the most accomplished journalists in the Bahamas has been appointed as the next Bahamas ambassador to the United States by the newly elected Progressive Liberal Party government headed by Prime Minister Philip Brave Davis. Wendell K. Jones, CEO of Jones Communications, is scheduled to assume his duties in Washington, D.C. as the Bahamas' top diplomat in the United States. For the past three decades, Jones has pioneered the creation of enterprises that have changed the face of journalism and communications in the Bahamas. Jones Communications is a media conglomerate that includes a television station, JCN Channel 14, a radio station, Love 97, the Bahama Journal newspaper, and Jones Publication, publishers of several Bahamian books. Jones began his career as a journalist with the Broadcasting Corporation of the Bahamas, BCB, in 1972. His training took him to the University of the West Indies Cave Hill campus in Barbados, WTVJ Channel 4, Miami, Florida, and The Voice of America, Washington, D.C. And finally, Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that new Calypso wave maker Jimmy October is preparing to share his Caribbean sounds with the world at the South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas. The festival, which saw more than 400,000 attendees in 2019, takes place from today, March 11th through March 20th. October said, I look forward to being able to play my music somewhere else and experience what it feels like. 
I don't generally make soca music and I live in Trinidad, but I always choose to do my own thing. He will be among a number of Trinidad and Tobago artists to grace the Island Wave stage, a concept co-founded by international performing artist from Trinidad, Calpi. Ask how he feels about performing for an audience of this size for the first time, October said, this is my first time performing in the U.S. I don't have a lot of expectations, but I look forward to the experience and will just allow it to be what it's supposed to be. October said those already familiar with my music can look forward to a performance of Vacation, which he said seems to be a favorite for many. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, March 11th. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.